Hello everyone, you're listening to American Meditating Radio. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated American Meditating Radio. Join us as we talk one-on-one with leading experts who answer life's most compelling questions. Because in a world of uncertainty, we need answers right here, right now. America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. Welcome everyone to America Meditating Radio. I'm your host, Sister Jenna, and everything is new for me. Everything has changed. And if you're watching us now on YouTube, you'll see that everything is different. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, iTunes, wherever it might be, you might be hearing even some natural sounds around me. Our studios have changed. We've relocated everything, and now you might hear birds chirping. You might hear the wind blowing. might even hear a thunderstorm or two brewing on some of the shows. But it's real time now for America Meditating Radio and... It really delights me, the fact that change is upon us. And no matter how much we resist change, change says, I'm in charge. I don't care what you want to say. I have to tell you, you know, sometimes I think change is a bully. I do. I think change bullies its way through our lives to say, I need this from you. But I'll have to tell you, even though I'm being a little bit jovial about bullying, it is no laughing matter. It is one of the most painful experiences a teenager can go through is when they're being bullied. And my special guest today is going to help us to navigate through this whole genre of bully and maybe learn a little bit more about why people bully, but also how we can overcome being bullied. Let me give her introduction accurately. Two-time best-selling author, professional speaker, educator, and parent, Jeannie Sisko Meth shares her scientifically proven system for improving communication and decreasing conflict. As a high school educator for more than 17 years, she witnessed firsthand what bullying can do to a person, a family, and a community. Her solution was to design a program to end bullying. Her book, Bully Proofing You, Improving Confidence and Personal Value from the Inside Out, is a result of that effort. Jeannie has written many magazine articles, been quoted in Forbes, and was a contributor to The Blaze. She has been a guest on radio stations across the country and has appeared on televisions from ABC, Forbes, Free Speech TV, and much more. Please, let's welcome Jeannie Sisko Meth to America Meditating Radio. Jeannie, thanks for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me here. I really appreciate it. When I heard about this topic of bullying, it took me back to when I was a teenager in high school, and there was a girl who, for whatever reason, she felt that I needed to be her target. And when I was her target, it had gone throughout the whole school, Jackie was going to beat up Jenna, meet outside of the school at 3.30 by the basketball court. Can I tell you, the whole day I just wanted to go to the principal and just say, this just cannot happen. (laughs) But I remembered having to go out there, and I remembered having the whole school circling around this girl who's now ready to beat me up. And you know what happened? 
I actually said to her, well, you know what, just get it over with. You might as well just beat me up and do what you need to do and just forget it. So everyone's standing there, Jeannie, and I'm like shaking inside, but I can't fight. I'm not a fighter. And I just told her, just beat me up and just get it over with. So poor thing, it disarmed her. She didn't know what to do. Do I hit her if she's not fighting back or what? And she just kind of goes, you're lame. You don't even worth my time. Let me tell you, Jeannie, I was like so relieved. I was like, you know, and so not many individuals who've been victimized by bully gets away that easily. I mean, it's a painful experience. And I'm curious, were you ever bullied as a teenager or as a young person? Yes, absolutely. I was. And I had a lot of learning disabilities. Plus, I was very tall. I was six feet tall by the eighth grade. I had survived cancer. You know, I had a speech impediment. I have auditory dyslexia and visual dyslexia, so things get jumbled up. And so I had tons of issues. And it made me a target. And my size made me an even bigger target. And I wish I would have done what you did naturally. That's really what my program is all about is realizing that her people, her people. I think that's the easiest way to say it. And by you diffusing the situation, it allowed her to stay face, you know, and walk away. And so that's exactly what my book goes into. So you did that beautifully. So kudos to you. It's called fear and absolute mortification. I was mortified wondering, oh my God, I'm not going to survive this. Well, you had courage, right? You built your courage muscle because without fear, there's no courage. And so for you to step up, even when you were afraid, that means that you're a very courageous woman. And I'm sure that that has served you throughout your life as well. I will take your blessing. Jeannie, (laughs) approximately 20% of students report being bullied at school, and that's only what's reported. Remember, you and I, maybe we never told our principal or teachers about what we were going through, much less our parents. According to the National Center of Education Statistics, that's a pretty high number that 20% of students have been bullied at school. And cyberbullying is also a major problem in this country, sometimes resulting in suicides. What would you say are some of the main reasons for bullying? What's at its root? So the root is, you know, what I was saying earlier, that hurt people hurt people. And so if I'm hurting and I'm upset and I see someone who is happy or someone who I think is prettier than me or smarter than me, I don't want that. And so I call it leveling. You know, we like to look at everybody and go, okay, we're all the same. We're okay. We're good. But if I see somebody who's happy or somebody who's doing better than me, I need to tear them down to bring them back to my level. My hope is that we can start the healing. And instead of tearing people down, we can lift all others up. And then we don't need to tear down. And so I think the root cause of bullying is pain. But there's so many of us in pain. I mean, I remember my mother who was orphaned at seven years old and have been, you know, the brunt of just the worst traumatic experiences a soul can go through. And I remembered growing up witnessing her, Jeannie, like she was always defensive, angry, confrontational, But I had not known in those days that hurt people hurt people. And yet for the life of me, I have no idea how that woman never hurt me. 
she was more protecting me from anything or anyone near me that would even think of even hurting me. And yet I saw how it was of benefit to my life because of her hurt and her pain. And so sometimes I wonder if the trauma and the challenges are sometimes even a blessing. You had many learning disabilities, which you've mentioned earlier, and differences growing up that made you a target, right? So, you know, what were some of the techniques that you used or tools that you used to overcome your bullies, and what helped you finish school when you were told that you would never amount to too much? The biggest thing is just sheer determination and pig-headedness, if you want to say that. I remember my teachers telling me that, you know, you're never going to make it, you're too stupid, and thinking inside that you don't decide, I decide. This is my life. And I had a great support system at home, thank goodness. My mom and my dad were like, no, you can do this, you're smart. You know, I remember my dad sitting me on his lap and reading to me over and over and having me practice the word rabbit because I couldn't say my R's. So he would read every book that had tons of R's in it. I swear he he found them. And so I had a good support system at home. And I chose who I believed. I believed my parents. I didn't believe my teachers. Well, I can't say I always didn't believe them. There were times when I believed them, especially after a test that I'd done poorly on or something. But I realized that way too many of us don't choose the empowering voice in our life. We choose the negative. And that's human nature. Human nature is to see the negative because we want to be aware of it. And so it takes superhuman. It takes that connection to our higher power to see the good, to see who is supporting us. And I believe life happens for us, not to us. I have found that some of us do get stuck in listening to the critique, Yes, you know, the critical voice. Why do we do that when 90% of everything is gorgeous about our lives and then we get stuck on the 10%? Right. Wherever I put my energy, my attention's there and that thing grows. And so if I get up in the morning and I'm headed to the shower and I stub my toe, if I don't stop in that moment and go, hang on, I get to live another day. And I don't start filling myself with gratitude. It's human nature to go down that negative path. And so whatever I choose to focus on, I get more of. And so if I choose to focus on gratitude, I get more gratitude. And so I start my morning with a prayer and gratitude because it helps set me up for the day so that I don't go down the negative rabbit hole. So often, I believe people don't take that moment in the morning and go, wow, thank you for another day. We get caught up in the bills and the pressure and what somebody said a year ago that was mean or hurtful. I'm here to say, hey, just let it go. I think we get stuck into just a pattern of a personality that we're just used to. It's like a vibrational frequency. Yes. And until a situation occurs in our life, to try to help us to get out of it, we just stay in it for as long of a period of time as it's supposed to last. Yeah. And I was mentioning to you about my mom and the trauma that she endured from the age of seven onwards. And I've seen how that has traveled with her her whole life. And 
despite her incredible spiritual capacity and spiritual personality, I can still see the trace of a percentage of that still left somewhere caused in her vibrational field. Could you tell us a little bit about childhood traumas and is there anything that we can do to overcome their incredible influence and impact on the way we live our lives? Yeah, that's a beautiful question. And I love the way you asked it because it absolutely is possible. And it takes my adult brain going back to that time and looking at it. Let's say, you know, I'm six years old and somebody says something hurtful to me. My six-year-old brain doesn't know how to process that and take care of it. And so I say it creates a yuck berry, kind of like a pearl in an oyster. We have that incident that hurt us. And then our body wraps emotion around it and tucks it somewhere in our body. And it stays there. And it's like a minimized program that runs me. Oh, look out for that. Remember when that happened? Oh, that was horrible. Don't let that happen. But if I take a moment and I go back to that time in my memory and I say, okay, what really happened in an objective point of view? And I start peeling back those layers of that yuck berry and I get down to the experience and I go, oh, wait a minute. That was a hurt person just lashing out. And I asked the question, why would a reasonable, rational person behave that way? And it helps me understand their pain and where they're coming from and me realize it had nothing to do with me at all. And then I'm able to rewrite that incident and change my perspective on it and learn from it. And I say, glean those gold nuggets as much as you can from your past experiences because they enhance your experiences going forward. And so I liken it to, I don't know if you've ever panned for gold or not. We have a river up here and the river flows in the valley, the low parts of our life. And in that river, I can find gold if I look for it. I believe those are experiences in life. You know, it still fascinates me why for some whatever reason we stay in the yuck or we still feed the yuck, the negative. It's so profound. I remembered my spiritual mentor, Daddy Janky. She passed last year at 104. I remembered her sharing with me that if a person has a particular defect in their personality, that defect has the capacity to erase 99% of their great strengths. I used to think about that, and I used to go, but that's not fair. I mean, I want my 99% quality <laughs> to shine. <laughs> right. I know I've got issues. <laughs> and then I would sit with that, and I was just so distraught that she gave that session that day, and I happened to have been present to hear it. <laughs> and I thought to myself, it's because you feed it, others feed it, But don't you ever forget, others know what your strengths and your qualities are. The question is, are you willing to know and accept them and appreciate them too? And there was just something in that moment for me, Jeannie, that just said, Jen, I don't care what it takes. Get out of your muck. It's there, I know. But just don't feed it. Like you said, wherever energy goes, energy flows. Something like that. So... Our subconscious is designed to help us survive, not thrive. 
And so it points out all of the dangers around us. You know, we're not afraid of the cyber-toothed tiger anymore because it's not there. However, that grumpy person at work absolutely is. And so our subconscious is constantly saying, okay, beware, oh, look out. And so I have to consciously move it. I liken it to driving your car. I was a driver's ed teacher for a lot of years. And so I liken it to I got to get my hands on the steering wheel of my life. And I decide where my mind goes. And so it's, oh, look out for that person. Okay, thank you for sharing. I see them. It's okay. I'm safe. I'm all right. It's okay. And so I constantly coach myself just like I would a friend or one of my clients. Okay, what would I say to my client if my client was afraid right now? And it's a choice between faith or fear. Which one am I going to choose? And so by realizing, okay, I've got my hands on the wheel, I'm going to steer towards faith. I'm going to believe that something better is for me. I'm going to believe that was a hurt person hurting me. And how can I help them? How can I reach out to them? And that's the way I drive my mind. Now, do I wind up in the ditch sometimes? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And then I'm like, hang on. Now i got a bully in my head. I've got to tame that bully between my ears and say, stop. I believe in me. I'm here to help people. I'm here to make a difference. Let's get back on the road and let's get going. Here we go. I'm going to use that one, you know, grab your mind, the steering wheel of your mind, and put it on course as to where you want it to go. Exactly. So your book, Bullying, Proofing You, how did that emerge? What was the genesis of the emergence of your book? When I was a teacher, I developed a program. I taught at an alternative high for 16 of my 17 years, and I realized that my students needed more than just kind of the top surface of my health class. And so I dove really deeply into goal setting, positive thinking, you know, anything that I could do to help them get out of the ditch, so to speak. And I developed this program as a high school teacher. And then I had a teacher say, you need to reach more people. You need to, you know, get out of the classroom and help more. And it took quite a while before I call them God pokes, those little things that say, hey, you should, you should. And you're like, not me, not me. <laughs> I'm happy right here in my classroom with my 30 students, you know. And then finally there was a series of incidences or experiences that it was, you have to, it's time. And that was in 2012. And so I took that program that I had developed as a teacher, and that's where that book came from. I believe it was absolutely divinely inspired. The reason is, is it's become a bestseller, and I could never... <laughs> write a bestseller book. Don't you love when things like that happen? Yeah. But that teacher that told you you need to get out of the classroom and get going, you need to give them credit in the book. <laughs> yeah. Because just imagine if you'd never heard that. So let's just say you've got a defiant teenager, somebody that you know you love, you appreciate, they're a good person, but they're just defiant when you're giving them instructions or information because there are different types of bullying. You've got cyberbullying, you've got the bullying of picking on somebody in school, but then you've also got a kind of a subtle form of bullying where you might be guiding somebody in a good way how to be or how to live their lives, but they're defiant and that's another form of bullying which is really, really deeply, deeply subtle. 
How do you handle a defiant person when you're trying to explain to them something that is absolutely important for not only maybe the well-being of their lives, but let's say if they're in a team dynamic, they need to hear what you're saying. What steps can you offer dealing with a defiant adult? (laughs) One of the things that I do is I seek to understand that adult. And it starts with that question I mentioned earlier. Why would a reasonable, rational human behave this way? And so if somebody is being defiant, it's because of something they believe or something that they think. And so it's my responsibility as the sender of the message to make sure that message is received with love and light. Now, if I'm trying to coerce somebody that my way is the best way, that may not be true. And the other person may be defiant because of that. So I need to, first of all, look at why is this person being defiant? What is it? My son is 22. He's my youngest. He's also my biggest. He's six foot nine. (laughs) He's this big, just teddy bear of a guy. He's just an incredible kid. And he was being defiant. He got, you know, almost aggressive. And I'm like, okay, this isn't normally how he is. And as we started digging in and understanding and asking questions, it became apparent that he had a belief that he had gotten as a very young child from some abuse that had happened to him, and it had written a program inside of him that needed to be rewritten. And if I had just continued to try to push my point of view on him, it would not have helped. But by stepping back and saying, okay, hang on, let's talk. You know, just that let down the walls, sit back kind of a thing and say, talk to me and just start asking questions and following their line of thinking until I could figure out where it was. Once we got there, it was that knot that you could just pull and it totally unravels. But until I took the time to understand him and where he was coming from, that knot was getting tighter and tighter and bigger and bigger. And so if you have someone who is defiant, spend some time figuring out why they're defiant it that you are the one that has to always be the higher one (laughs) but you know it's so interesting it's really the cure love Love the people love higher love fiercely love deeply love with detachment love knowing love beautifully love quietly love loudly at the end of the day do i understand the power of love that is going to heal everything that's going on in my life And I have found that the more I respect myself, the more I respect others. I have this huge bully in my head that tells me I'm not good enough, that tells me I'm fat, that tells me I'm getting old, I've got my gray, (laughs) you know, that tells me I can't do it. I have this constant bully. And so I've had to learn how to tame that bully and quiet it. And I use many tools. One tool that I use is doTERRA essential oils because they help me naturally. God gave us trees and plants and leaves, and I get to use those from all over the world to help me. Jasmine, absolutely love jasmine. So if I wake up in the morning and I'm a little bit crunchy, I can smell my jasmine or my balance or peace or consult and relax, and it helps me. So there are tools not only to coaching myself, but other tools that I can use as well to help me. Brilliant. 
So the bullying between our heirs, is that the critic? Yeah. Is that the one that is hurt? You didn't like the way that he looked at you. You didn't like what they said to you. You didn't like what they should have done for you and didn't do. And how could they have not known I needed this? Is the bully between the heirs, that critic, that negative self-talk that we yeah. find ourselves too comfortable in too yeah. often? Yeah. I have a client who's 95 years old. <laughs> I just love her. And she says, Jeannie, I have to tame this bully now before it's too late. And I'm like, I just love you, Pat. And it's always there. And many times we're not even aware of it because we're so used to it. It's constantly there. And so if you are aware of a critic, what I recommend is grab a piece of paper, carry it around with you for the day. And whenever that negative thought comes in, write it down. And then at the end of the day, you look at those and you say the opposite of them. And then you burn that paper and write down the opposite. That's really, really healing. Jeannie, you've been great. Please, is there anything that I might be missing that we should have had in our conversation? Are you doing any virtual book tours or book signing programs? I hadn't thought of that, but that's kind of a cool idea. (laughs) So we actually have a class this weekend called Tools for Taming the Bully Between Your Ears. And it starts at 10 o'clock mountain time that I would love to invite your listeners to. I do one, one Saturday a month. You know, if you're like, well, wait, it's not the Saturday. That's okay. We've got one coming up. And the beautiful thing about my name is I'm the only Cisco Math on social media. So I'm pretty easy to find. And it's spelled just like computer accessories and yes, drugs. <laughs> when I was a teacher, I was the crackhead teacher. <laughs> and so I'm pretty easy to find. One thing that I would like is if you're the parent of a child who is getting bullied, one of the best questions that you can say to them is, aren't you glad I don't believe that? Because it teaches the child that they have a choice of who they're going to listen to. Because there will always be negative voices and there will always be positive voices. And I think we need to train our children from a very young age to discern between who am I going to listen to. If my son comes in and says, Mom, so-and-so said, blah, and I'm like, wow, aren't you glad I don't believe that? Now, it took me a while to do that because natural instinct is, no, honey, you're so smart, you're athletic, you're incredible, and they're going, whatever, Mom. But if I ask them that question, aren't you glad I don't believe that? Then they're now going, oh, wait, you mean I can choose? You mean I get to decide? Yeah, I get to decide. And so there are times when I use that on myself as well. Wait, Jeannie, is that true? Is that really true? You're not a horrible parent. You've got incredible kids. Did you make a mistake? Yep. Going to go ask for forgiveness. (laughs) I screwed that one up. And that's so much better than that path I used to go down of you're horrible, you're stupid, you suck, you know, all of that. No, stop that. Thank you so much for joining us on America Meditating Radio. You've left us with so many important nuggets that can help our lives. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. To be continued. Take care. Take care as well. Well, everyone, I'm sure you've taken a lot from Jeannie, and you can contact her on her website. She says she's the only Cisco mess (laughs) around, so you can definitely look her up for some information on her book. It's so interesting, the bully between your ears. You know, hurt people hurt people. 
But what other questions are you asking yourself so that you can choose your own answer? I'll leave that with you to ponder on today on the show. And remember, you know, at the end of the day, you are the one that's in charge of the way you want to feel. So no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission. And I suspect that we're actually here to learn to love each other the same. And if we can just get that right, the world will be paradise. Thanks so much for joining us on America Meditating Radio. Be well. Take care. I'm Sister Jenna. You've been listening to America Meditating Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Did you enjoy that conversation? Because you can also listen to it on Spotify or on iTunes, 24-7, anytime, anywhere. I do trust we all have inner power to become our very best. When we listen with curiosity to learn more, we grow. So thanks so much for tuning in, and do be easy on yourself. Take care.